Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. This week, we speak with Shane Reiser, owner and visionary behind Tucson Foodie, and after purchasing the business just a couple of years ago, he's been instrumental in launching new programs and events. So we're going to dish about what's coming up next. Today is February 11th, 2024. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming at downtownradio.org, Also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. And if you want to interact with us here on Facebook uh, and Instagram, it's the best way to connect with us on the show. And if you want information about us, our book, past episodes, uh, or there's a contact button uh, on it, you can head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, we uh, invite you to listen to the podcast on all kinds of those platforms out there like Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you like to, uh, to listen to them. Well, it is Sunday the 11th, and uh, right above me here in the Steinfeld Gallery, there, there is this uh, magical gathering of fantastic volunteer DJs. There's a, uh, a, a station meeting. I'm, I'm not there because I'm, I'm here, but there's a station meeting, and we have um, the volunteer DJs getting together and, and talking about how to make the station better. So I think it's a wonderful reminder that uh, downtown radio is volunteer-powered, and uh, we do invite you to head over to the website, check out all the shows, all the programs, listen to all the DJs. And, um, you know, while you're there, maybe hit that donate button and contribute a little bit or, or even better, get on an ongoing donation uh, monthly basis. Once we have that sustainable money coming in, we know how to budget and plan for upgrades on the station. No one gets paid. So when you're putting money in, it's going to the facilities, the operations. And uh, once that's all covered, we get to have fun and bring out new equipment and uh, make our our, our voices stronger and, you know, all that good stuff. So please support Downtown Radio. And uh, if everyone is upstairs listening, I appreciate all of you and all the work that you do. Well, it is a big Sunday here in the football universe. There's a game today. I think a couple teams are playing, and one of them is going to be champion of some league or something like that. And whenever these uh, big games happen, we tend to gather around and tailgate and have food and uh, sometimes we celebrate the food as much as the action on the television or on the field. And our uh, guest today seemed very appropriate. Uh, we're, we're interviewing uh, Shane Reiser. He took over uh, Tucson Foodie a couple of years ago. It's a brand that's been around for a while. He took it over a couple of years ago. And I sat down with him casually at that point, and, and he was talking about all these things he was going to do. And um, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, that's, that's a lot. And, well, he's doing it. And just a couple of years into it, he's got programming, he's got events, he's got tie-ins with other organizations and really starting to promote, uh, well, not start, but he's really continuing to promote that history of gastronomy in our beautiful city. So I had an official chat with him. He came into the studio. We did a video interview, which you'll be able to see soon here on uh, the old YouTube. But uh, this is our uh, the audio portion of our interview with Shane Reiser, Tucson Foodie. We have the Shane Reiser, with Shane Reiser, the Shane Reiser with Tucson Foodie, which has really become just sort of synonymous with Tucson's gastronomical scene. I mean, it's hard to 
find something happening food wise or drink wise in Tucson without Tucson foodie having a say in it, which are best. Now you've been involved. You took over at what point? About two years ago. I took That's over. it? Yeah. It started like nine years ago when Adam got it started, but I bought the company about two years ago. Wow. Because I remember was, when I first met you, we sat down at Hotel Congress and you were telling me about all these events that you wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking to myself, man, that's, that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> it's now I see all these events out here. I didn't realize it's only been two years. Yeah, man. May of whatever, two years ago. So almost, almost two years, man. So what, what, I look back and I think, man, like we just said, we've done nothing. But then my team and everybody reminds me, we have done a lot. Like, look at what we've done. So I'm trying to be like, you know, honor what we've done and be grateful, but also it's not enough. enough. I would more. I would much more. There's so much opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, what kind of drew you to this? Cause you, I know you've done a lot of different uh, kind of your entrepreneurial in spirit. So you've done a lot of different things, but what drew you to Tucson food? Uh, well, I moved here about 10 years ago and I found Tucson foodie and it was part of my falling in love journey with Tucson. Yeah. Seriously. I, I moved here. I was like, what's going on? There's not a lot. And then Tucson foodie just proved me wrong. And I was, I was a fan subscriber for a long time. And some of my first friends when I moved here were in restaurants that I went to because of Tucson foodie. So, um, you know, COVID hit Tucson foodie struggled and I had the opportunity to buy it and, not just keep alive because then it's really important to the economy of Tucson, but also do really cool, new, interesting things. And my background is a community building. Yeah. So it makes sense for me to just like pull people together. We launched a club that brings people together. We, we've acquired festivals. We've launched new festivals. A, a club, like a, like a physical club or like a... Not a physical club. Okay. Um, it's called Tucson Foodie Insiders. And um, some foodie insiders, but <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I appreciate the, the enthusiasm. Um, yeah. So it's just the ultimate club for foodies. Um, it's a great way to explore Tucson's restaurant scene. We have 80 restaurant partners that give our members a bunch of different gift cards. In fact, you get like $350 in gift cards every month, um, over $4,000 a year. It's 20 bucks a month. So it pays for itself instantly. And then you get 50% off to all of our festivals. And we have a dinner series that you get invited to just for members run by top chefs. And we've lined up awesome perks at other dinners and festivals from that partners around town. Well, in partners around town, in Tucson Foodie, you are, I mean, I said at the beginning, but you really are everywhere. When there's a new restaurant opening, something closing, something changing, I think most people hear about it through your blog and, and your website. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, 67% of our traffic goes straight to our news articles. So a lot of people just know us as breaking news, openings, closings, opening yeah. new menus. So, and then how, how, like, how do you stay on top of that? Do, are, do people call you or do you have a, a fleet of reporters out there uh, beating the, doing the old, uh, a little both. Um, I, I mean, Matt Sterner, our editor is so good at that. He worked on the news desk at Kagon. He just is plugged in. Mm-hmm. He's looking at new liquor license applications. He's following every okay. restaurant on social, of course, but then, you know, we've been around for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So, People call us with leads. We get tips all the time from our readers. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Hey, and so when you and I first spoke, um, again, you had talked about event-based celebration of food, not just, hey, go to this restaurant and try this dish, but you wanted to bring like the history and culture of Tucson, the food, and sort of bring it together and celebrate it. Uh, and it, it, it seems like you've been doing that. We've been trying. I mean, part of it is this club. Yeah, and so we're putting... Hundreds of people are in front of chefs every month in a more intimate setting. They get to tell their story, try the food, real experiential. But then we acquired Smart Restaurant Week. We've launched Vegan Night Market, which brings in 3,000 people quarterly. 
that exploded with like 40, 50 vendors. The vegan night market. I yeah. heard this. I didn't realize this was that. your event. Yeah, we started it. Um, our fourth is coming up on March 2nd. Okay. So we've done that three times now. Exploded. I thought we'd have like 300 people at the first one. 1,300 people showed up. And then 3,000 at the next one. So March 2nd. So this is going to be airing February 11th. So March 2nd, where where where, where would that be? It's at the Children's Museum South Lawn in Owl's Club. Okay. Right down there, just south of downtown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a big celebration of vegan food. And not just food. There's other types of vendors, vegan nails, vegan tattoos, vegan products. Uh, but it's just a, you know, most people that come aren't vegan. They, it's just a lot of really good food. Right. And it's fun to try different stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing that I've been learning. Because um, when I, I'm not a I'm vegan by nature, but when I'm for a vegan, I immediately have a negative connotation. But then I've eaten things that like Trombita, Midtown Deli, and all of a sudden, like, wow. I mean, forget. It's not faux meat. It's just celebration of yeah of the, the you know the plant-based product it's really yeah good. exactly there's so much food this weekend that like the word has been kind of ruined yeah but you know whatever word you want to choose plant-based i mean that's also kind of rude well, that's that's, that's <laughs> but, I, know, I feel kind of trendy when i say plant-based you know yeah there you go okay um <laughs> so march 2nd um that's the the vegan market in I know we have a big one coming up in a couple of weeks that I really want to talk to you about, which is the, 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 the celebration of the craft beer in Tucson. But before we get to that, wh- what other kind of events do you have throughout the year that we're not talking about? Well, our, our dinner series is really interesting. It's a new format. Uh-huh. We call it an R&D dinner, research and development. And uh, we actually just kind of got inspired, if you will. We stole a model that's working in other cities around the country. It's called the Tasting Collective. Okay. And I was keep, I've been keeping my eye on them for a while. They're now in like 20 biggest cities in the country. And it's really cool. They kind of take over a restaurant. The chef puts together an experimental tasting menu uh, when they're trying to figure out like future menu items. That's really cool. And yeah, it's fun. Um, and you get to taste everything. It's like a five course menu and there's a feedback card and there's a fireside chat with the chef at the end of the night. So it's really interactive. It's really fun. It's great. We've done two. We did one fresco. We just did one at Jojo's. Okay. Um, at the old Laco review. Um, and the next one's with Toolies, and we've got them booked for the rest of the year. That is That's fantastic. Fun. Hey, when I was um, Chef D, when Sinead Thai was operating in downtown, one of my favorite moments would be going in there, and she's like, Would you like to try something we're working on for the menu? And I was like, Yes, I, would. I definitely would. And um, I mean, even when it gets to that point, you know it's good. It might not be exactly what they put on the menu, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't roll that out unless there's uh, unless it's very flavorful in my opinion, but yeah, you're a foodie, Tom. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm an eater. <laughs> um, I think a foodie is more discerning than I am. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Someone might be able to t- yeah, yeah. have more, more of a, a experiential moment with the food. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Bring it up. I'm more like you. Actually. Yeah. I, don't, I don't use, I don't think of the word foodie as too discerning. I don't think it was okay. Cause if we, I think just somebody who loves food, likes to celebrate food. I mean, you know, Tucson food is voice. Yeah. It's positive. Oh, right. so it's very positive. We just write about where, what to eat, where to go. We don't write about what not to eat, what's not good. We don't do that. And maybe that's, maybe that's it. Cause it's Tucson foodie and Tucson is a, a whole different vibe than maybe the rest of the world. <laughs> so when you say I'm a foodie, it sort of does, you know, that does honestly to me mean more of a connotation of someone that is more into the, the details of the food, mm. uh, which I think Tucson foodie is. I, mean, I think you, you are very um, descriptive. 
that, you know, what comes out, it's not just a, again, go try this at this restaurant. It's, it's more of a, uh, I like it because it's an exploration of the history of the food yeah. story. And, and that to me, I'm a storyteller. I love hearing the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my people behind the food. So I definitely, uh, would agree that I'm a Tucson foodie. For sure. There we are. The, the I'll store. get you a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> I want to join the club apparently, um, which I will be doing. But 24th. So we've got, we've got a celebration of craft beer. So it's not just food. You also talk about craft cocktails and uh, in Tucson, we've got a really uh, proliferation of, of strong uh, brewing. That's true. And, uh, and you celebrate this with your, uh, your event, which has been going on for a while. Yeah. The Tucson craft beer crawl. We took it over. Okay. I think there's been five. Okay. We ran the last one. We're running this one. And this year, we're, we're uh, partnering up with Best Life Presents and the guys at Ranch House Media because they're professional and that producers. And they, we, we've talked with them. They did like 10 West and Reposting Maiz. Yes. Okay. And they helped with Hoco, Fast on yep. LFL Congress. They know their stuff. Yeah. That's Shane Reiser. He's the uh, uh, owner of Tucson Foodie and talking about an uh, upcoming event here with the Arizona Beer Crawl. We're going to get more details about uh, how it's going to be better this year and uh, some ways to tie in. And first of all, I want to remind you that you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio. We are 99.1 FM and we're streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. So we are back here with uh, Shane Reiser of Tucson Foodie, kind of talking about uh, his launch uh, into this business and this career and, and sort of his backstory. And we got uh, talking about the Arizona uh, Beer Crawl, which is uh, happening, uh, coming up here later in February. And get a little bit more details on that and other things happening through Tucson Foodie. This is uh, Shane Reiser. But this year, Matt and Dan over at, at Ranch House are like, let's have entertainment at every venue. Let's have a trail, have an IPA trail and a sour trail. Um, you know, let's do some fun stuff. We're going to give people a little pin if they complete the IPA trail. We're doing a a boot chugging contest with the brewers. So it'll be a lot more fun. And we got some new venues. We've got Trackside. Have you been to Trackside yet? Mm. Uh, they took over the old Corey Net. Okay. You know, or it was something in between yep. that. Dillinger. It was Dillinger. Yeah, it's Dillinger Brewing. Uh, so it's now Trackside. Okay. Um, so they're going to be a new spot. And then Corbett's, of course. Yep. Is a new spot that we couldn't miss. Yeah, I love, love the vibe at Corbett's. It, it really has, I mean, it seems to hit on a multitude of, of, uh, of interests you got pickleball, you got music, you got good beer, food, local, and it's you know right off Fourth Avenue, an old warehouse area. It's really kind of a fun, easy parking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is someone with a restaurant opened up with a parking. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, has it always been a crawl? Because I thought at one point it was like they brought the beer to a spot, or that maybe the old the old version, or has it always been a uh, an out and about kind of? Well, there's a beer fest that I think the Arizona. Okay. Guild, the Brewers Guild, they get on at Emory Park. Okay. Um, and that's in the spring as well. So that usually happens a few weeks after. This is a true crawl. We only crawl around downtown. I think there's nine different venues. And we've got anywhere between two and five different breweries pouring at each venue. Okay. You get a little glass, a little commemorative glass, and you get your drink tickets for like 32 ounce pours. 
And so it's fun. You just walk around 30, town, get a little food. Two ounces. Two, two ounces. Not 32 ounces. <laughs> 60 ounces of beer <laughs> right. that you could theoretically drink, but most people don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well especially if there's entertainment and everything else. I mean, you're going to get, you're just pulled into the vibe of a spot and, yeah. and enjoy it. It's just fun. And I'm sure a lot, a lot of the, the places are, they're just loving the fact that someone might go in and try them for the first time and just experience what they have to offer. That's the idea. Get people down exploring that don't come down a lot or haven't explored in the new places. And of course, if you're a beer lover, try some new beers. And it's all, I mean, it's all, it's a crawl. So it's all walking. It's all workable. Okay. Yeah. Borderland is going to be our kind of big gravitational spot. They're a partner with us every year. They have that beautiful courtyard mm-hmm. and live music. So, but you can check in in any of the spots this year. Well then, uh, so let's, let's, let's get some details on this. Is it, I'm assuming Tucson foodie is where people would go to get information. Uh, well, TucsonCraftBeerCrawl.com. Okay. Uh, we have our own Instagram as well, but yeah, if you go to Tucson foodie, you'll see a pinned article at the top um, and you'll be able to find everything on our Instagram as well. Okay. And then you had mentioned the club and discounts. Does that, does that sort of translate into absolutely Tucson foodie insiders get 50% off. The ticket, the ticket is 50 bucks. So it's just 25 bucks and insiders get a $10 food voucher that they can redeem in any of the food along the crawl. So, I mean, pays for itself pretty quick. We're taking care of our members. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) So what, what, what's on the horizon? What, what is not something that you've taken over or, I mean, can you, is there anything out there that's sort of coming that you can share with us? Sure. Uh, breaking well, news. I love breaking news. One thing I'm really excited about, I haven't talked too much about it, is uh, I've become friends with Dr. Andrew Wild. Do you know this guy? Oh, yeah. The big, amazing beer. Yeah. Like like me? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe one day. He's got the um, Shane Riser kit. Great guy. And food and wellness. Yeah. Right. Are linked. So we're planning a festival together. And it's likely going to be in the spring. So we're like, like a whole year away. Right. Not this spring. Celebrating food and wellness. But wellness in the biggest definition of the word. Tucson is already sort of a wellness destination. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about uh, Tucson, you think about the desert. A lot of people think about food and then wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a huge wellness practitioner community of all the different flavors of wellness. People come here to heal um, and nutrition and food are a huge part of that. So we are producing a big festival um, a very large one working with Visit Tucson. And the bigger vision is to turn Tucson into the wellness, into kind of the wellness capital of the United States. Okay. It's already kind of a wellness travel destination. So, and Andrew, uh, he's from Tucson. Is that, or is he, does he have a Tucson? Not originally, but he, his like story is that his, yeah. So okay. he's got the Andrew Wiles Center for Integrative Medicine okay. at the okay. University. But the story is that like his truck broke down here when he was like 19 or something. And he's 81 now. And he's lived here ever since. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't yeah. go to that mechanic. <laughs> don't go to that mechanic. Yeah. Let me three hundred bucks. I'm just going to live here forever. <laughs> It'll be done next week. <laughs> It'll be done next week. We're not apart. All right. He's still waiting on that truck. <laughs> Sitting in the 60s out of here. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that is really cool. I love the fact that, um, that, and I think this goes back to what you said earlier about your community development and your community building, you know, bringing these different cultures together that uh, can celebrate each other. A lot of times, you know, food and health, clearly they go together, but sometimes they're on opposite ends because of the way we eat and what we eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bringing something that's healthy, delicious, city of gastronomy, city of health and pulling it together. And I'd have to imagine like the Visit Tucson folks are loving this. Yeah, they're a close partner in this. Yeah, It's not just food. It's all types of wellness, physical, mental, spiritual, all that stuff. 
So Tucson Foodie, almost two years into it, and you haven't done a thing yet, Shane. Uh, you got to start working on some projects. I mean, this is just getting stale here. Yeah, well, I guess here's the thing. We've tried a lot. I feel this way because we've tried a lot, and a lot hasn't worked. We've learned a lot, and we've had some successes. So I just wish our success rate had been a bit higher. Um, but I mean, you know, we're at this club, we're at about 650 members on our way to two, 3000. Yeah. Um, our traffic is as, as high as it's ever been. Traffic. So let's talk, let's talk about that. Like website. website, but you're also, you like, what, where do people find you? The website, you're on social, obviously. Yeah. You know, some people are surprised we have a website. They think just us is just a Facebook page or an Instagram page. We've got about a quarter of a million followers on our, across our social media platforms. We're about to hit a hundred thousand on Instagram. Any day now. That means between you and Life on the Streetcar, you have a hundred thousand and like twenty <laughs> followers between the two of us. Let's do a collab. <laughs> we'll send some followers your way. We're uh, we're good with that. And then the, the website traffic is uh, about a quarter of the population looks at us every month. And our traffic outside of Tucson is exploding. I was looking at Google Analytics last month, and it was twenty six percent of our traffic was from Phoenix. Okay. Isn't that encouraging? That was, that was going to be my next question yeah. is what reach do you have outside of Tucson? Cause I know on your website, uh, one of the things that I share quite a bit are uh, your guides you know, you've got guides to restaurants, guides to downtown restaurants, guides to craft. So it's just, it's interesting that you, and not interesting, but it's just, it's very, um, uh, simple to navigate for me to say, if you want to, what do you like downtown? I like everything. Here's a list. Yeah. Pick out Tucson Foodies downtown guy. Yeah. yeah. But pick out two or three restaurants that look interesting to you and I'll tell you what I think about them. You know, that's kind of how I use it. They use yeah. Tucson Foodie to sort of um, distill things down. Me too, um, man. I hear those questions all the time. <laughs> I'm going to go read the guide. <laughs> I'm about to launch Shane's guide of favorite things because I'm, I get that question. What's the best restaurant in Tucson? I'm like, oh, pick a category here at least. Right. Like, what are you in the mood for? <laughs> Who are you with? Yeah. What day of the week is it? And how many people should I upset with this pick? <laughs> You're, they're all my favorite. Yeah. They're all my favorite. They're, they're, they're my children. They're all the there's so much good food. I, uh, there's a member of our club. His name's Colby. He was the first guy to join our club. He's also He also does the voice acting on our videos. Okay. He describes Tucson as the Disneyland of restaurants. Because um, like, there's just so much to keep discovering. I mean, I'm the owner of Tucson Foodie, and there's... There's like 600 locally owned restaurants in Tucson. There's so many, I can't make it to all of them. I'd have to do two a day. And by the time I get to, so sometimes they close mm -hmm. and I don't get Like there's just so many, we're at some critical mass point where it's just constant discovery, exploration. It's almost like it's a real big city, you know? We're there. I, I, We're there. I, I mean, it's, it's, it is it is the city of gastronomy was an explosion for Tucson. It was a recognition. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a launch point. It was a recognition yeah, and it, it seems like instead of peaking at that moment, it was, it's sort of like a secondary stage. Mm -hmm. You know, we built this great foundation. We got this recognition and now, um, it really does seem from my limited perspective that we're, we're, we're launching into a whole new stratosphere. Yeah. We're stepping into our own. And Tucson foodie is uh, monitoring it the entire way. Mm -hmm. Tucsonfoodie.com. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. And then Arizona beer, Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. Tucson Craft Beer Crawl is its own website and information about the club, uh, social media, all that stuff. I would just go to Tucson Foodie and then. Yeah, or Instagram page. Just a little link. They're all on that. Absolutely. Shay, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Tom. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, sir. And you notice uh, he said, good to see you because this was a, a video interview that we did, something we're trying here in 2024 to make uh, the show 
just connect in one more level. Still working on how to get those things edited up and out in a timely manner, but we will, in the near future, have all the video interviews we've done out to you for, uh, for your perusal. I do want to remind you that my name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to the TucsonGallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. Well, thank you to Shane Reiser, Tucson Foodie, for helping us here with episode number 282. And I mentioned uh, at the top of the show that some of these volunteer DJs are upstairs having a, a meeting. Uh, talking about how to make our station better, and uh, they're doing that in the Steinfeld Warehouse, and um, just kind of a tie-in to a previous show uh, last week, actually two weeks ago, Suzanne Valella was here. She was launching her um, uh, Arizona Card anti-series of 56 individually crafted um, uh, pieces of art that uh, she celebrates the history and culture of Tucson through those playing cards. I mentioned it because they are also upstairs here in the Steinfeld Warehouse. Well, next week, we're going to have uh, our very first tattoo artist. We've, we've talked to many artists, musicians, authors, painters, and it occurred to me we've never had a tattoo artist. And uh, this particular individual, uh, Jenny Burkhardt, was very interesting because her background is quite, uh, quite varied. Um, she's been teaching. She's traveled all over the world. And, um, you know, now in Tucson, for what she says, probably one of the longest times she's ever been anywhere. And... Uh, uh, she opened up, um, uh, after COVID, she got into tattooing and then opened up her own shop here called Lonely Angel. So we'll, we'll chat with her about her backstory and, and uh, what the, the world of tattoo art uh, really means here in Tucson and, and maybe across the country and the globe. And if there's stories you want us to talk about, uh, please do um, let us know. You know, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. You can, uh, uh, you know, go to our website. There's a contact button over there. However works for you. Um, we know that you're probably involved because you're listening to a show like this, which is hyper local. So if you're in tune with the town and we want to be in tune with you, so, uh, share what you know, and let's just keep this, this collaboration going, you know, tag us on things and share your social media uh, with us so we can broadcast it to the world and, uh, you know, make a, a, a better, I think more impactful community dialogue. Don't go anywhere. We got words and work with Ted Brzezelski here at the bottom of the hour, Ty Logan at the top, and then back into the music at one o'clock this afternoon. As always, we uh, appreciate Ryan Hood for the courtesy of Dillinger Days. My name is Tom Heath. I'm uh, your host and producer. James Portis is our production specialist. And I'm going to leave you with a little music today by Tayshawn from 2018. It's a single called Foodie. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more life along the streetcar. <laughs>